1: I was just praying.
0: All right. We're looking to see if anybody can hear me at all. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. I see that we have a sound problem on my Zoom here. So let me see if I can fix that real quick. We have a live show. Should have done some further testing before I went live. Uh, So let's see if I'm going to have to come out of Zoom and get back in. But people are saying that uh, Rumble's not having sound either. Is that what I'm hearing? Let me see. One, two, three. Let me know if you can hear me on Rumble. No sound rumble. Backstages. Whoa, that is not good. So um let's see oh. what's going on here. <laughs> we got all kinds of issues going on with this, so we're gonna have to regroup. I can see that I have My Steinberg is supposed to be playing on Rumble, so give me, give me, let me know on Rumble. You still can't even hear my voice or nor anything. Testing one two three. Testing one two three. I can see that we are live. I've
2: been on Rumble, I think. I'm sorry. I think Paula says yes. Rumble is fine.
0: Okay, great, great. So it looks like you guys can hear me and Rumble can hear me. We are good. So, <laughs> all right. I think the, I think there must be just the intro video didn't have sound and that just confused people. But hey, we got a great show for you here on Wednesday, November fifteenth, and we're gonna be digging into um, Trump files for a motion for mistrial, a bunch of other news, and then getting into. Aaron Antis uh, is gonna come on live. I've got a, a l- little bit of video issues here, so uh, we'll just we'll just continue to uh, thank goodness we have a great guest coming on that uh, is awesome. Can hear you, it says. Um, the problem is, is I have, I'm have i gonna have to just reset things because nobody can hear the people from Zoom right now. I'm trying to figure, so I'll probably have to come in and out of Zoom, but we'll get that fixed before Aaron comes on. So right now, let's dig in to some breaking news here. We have, uh, as you can see here, Trump files a motion on mistrial for New York fraud. Um, and it's just really interesting. This, uh, <laughs> this is, uh, I think, just a continual narrative that he's trying to show. Former President Trump' legal team requested a mistrial in his New York fraud case, saying the judge in this case and his law clerk exhibited bias against the former president. We all know that. as true. And the country knows that. You can see this right here. Here's Trump saying on true social, this scam case pushed hard by DC could have been brought three years ago, but they have no case against me and they wanted to bring it right in the middle of the campaign. It's called election interference and it's not going to work. So here's a whole Breitbart article about Georgia, the Georgia district court. Um, Attorney charged Trump expects his trial to be underway over election day so you will see this right during the Tuesday super Tuesday sure enough they're gonna have all kinds of uh, court cases that are that are gonna be coming against Trump and he and um, this is just to me proving all the more that we have a huge issue with um, with 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 exactly what's going on with um, the what do we call captured operations, right? I just love how, how Juan O'Savin talks about that. You got the captured operation of each of the seven mountains of cultural influence, especially those three most influential ones, right? In, including arts and entertainment, including the media, and including our academia. You take that, it changes your culture, and you see that all these Hamas supporters in our that are our progressives, right? Not to mention, um, the, 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 the gender trends and on all the whatever evils being called good and good being called evil, which is happening everywhere right now. And Trump continues to talk about these fake political cases. This is on True Social as well. These fake political cases brought against me could have been filed years ago, but the crooked and biased pr- prosecutors working closely with my political opponent in Washington, D.C., crooked Joe Biden, waited and waited and waited and fled and filed them right in the middle of my campaign for president. Why do you think that Fanny and Alvin and Latita and of course deranged one Jack Smith took so long after very publicly leaks started their work? Election interference prosecutorial misconduct. Yes, um, I love how just Trump just, just speaks the truth and that's exactly what we're, we're getting right now. Hey, this uh, episode is going to be um, actually sponsored by Aaron Antis Paintings. You can do it just by Shaw Holmes, S-H-A-W, holmes.com slash paintings, shaholmes.com slash paintings. You'll see the link down below in the video. Um, great Christmas presents. These are on sale now for $77. And uh, again, these are the life of Christ. Um, all of these, like here's the one that's Nicodemus coming at night to talk to Jesus, right? You've got um, the famous one, probably the first one that he did was the crucifixion, uh, and Aaron Annis is going to talk and actually go through the resurrection one here. And so, basically, started with the, cru- the, the 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 crucifixion, and then he also um, had the birth of Christ that he that he uh, got here. Uh, these paintings are just beautiful, and um, you will be able to get those prints for seventy seven dollars. Great Christmas present. So, um, and Aaron comes on; he'll talk a little bit more about that. Hunter Biden asks judge to subpoena Trump, former officials in gun case. Biden's legal team argues he may have been wrongfully targeted for the investigation. So, <laughs> Trump is like the center of everything, right? So, 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 uh, Hunter Biden's finally getting caught for one thing that Joe's not involved in, right? Because they don't want you to know about the Biden crime family. Look over here at his gun case. Don't look at the Biden crime family at all. Right. And uh, you can see see exactly what's happening. Look at this. Democratic dark money juggernaut poured one million dollars into Palestinian terror tied charity. So we just see this all over the part. The Democrats, as well as even the rhinos, continuing to fund um, these terrorist organizations, groups in the largest Democratic tied dark money network in the United States. More than 1 million in 2022 in an anti-capitalistic charity in Arizona for announcing they won't fill its coffers anymore due to Washington Examiner report on the nonprofit group's Palestinian terror ties tax reforms show. Um, the whole point being is that we see a lot of this funding coming from the source organizations and these uh, and and also, unfortunately, from Rhino organizations as well. Biden renews sanctions waiver, giving Iran access to 10 billion from Iraq. I talked about this yesterday, but now it's official. Sure enough, he renews um, the sanction waiver. You know, so so that that basically, and this is like it's almost entirely almost 50 uh, almost 50 million um, billion with a B, 50 billion dollars that Biden since he started actually. Uh, giving these guys the type of access to funds that we just don't want them to have—it's really sad. Um, hey, I wanted to talk a little bit about Israel because this. Uh, now that we're on the topic of Palestinians and the Hamas, and I told you this is all—they want us to fight right, left. They want us to fight Palestinian Israel, etc. And uh, but back to the Q drops, where Q said, "We are saving Israel for last." There's a lot of discussion about that. And uh, what had happened is an Anon put up this thing that says, whatever happened to the, pen, the Pakistan guy who worked with the DNC? The president asked in an interview published Thursday by New York Times. A grand jury in August returned an indictment in the US District Court District of Columbia charging Awan, remember, and his wife, Hina Alvi, Alvi in a total of four counts, which included federal bank fraud and conspiracy. Alwan pleaded not guilty to all charges. Whatever happened to them? Trump continued with two, uh, with the two servers that they broke into in a million pieces. Whatever happened to him? So this is Trump talking about whatever happened, trying to put highlight back on this, right? And so the Anon says, what about Awan? Is Israel involved? And so, and then Q responded to that saying, we are saving Israel for last, very specific reason, not mentioned a single time. And again, this was way back in uh, March of 2018. He had already been posting since since October 28th of, of, of 2017, right? So November, December, January, February, March, almost five months, and he hadn't talked about Israel at all. So this is praying medic's opinion, which I just think is awesome because I, I love to see what other people are saying about things, right? I, I um, always thought that you were going to clean up, clean up uh, America, go clean up. Europe, as well as the Vatican area, right? Then that's a, that's the real triangle. And then we're going to go clean up the whole Mossad, Israel area. That's the way i always interpreted. It. He had a different, different take on it. He says, what did Q mean when he wrote saving Israel for last? There are many theories, but Q has never elaborated in this statement. Here's my opinion. The board on which Q posted at that time was considered by mainstream media to be the hub of anti-Semitism. knowing this and not wanting to be falsely accused of being anti-Semitic, Q felt it would be wise to avoid discussing Israel until the end of the operation when the media's opinion would not matter. And that is interesting because there is a big truther movement because of the Rothschilds and so many of them pe- people being Jews and them taking over the media and a lot of the Jewish leaders being Israeli and all of pe- a lot of people in, in Congress have dual citizenship and or are, um, have real key ties to Israel. Um, that um, they have a real big anti Semitic um, focus, right? All the media does. And so, as Q was getting popular on 8chan, and then um, and before that, 4chan again, 8chan, right? Um, the, the whole point is that the, is, is, is could they just be doing that to n- not thinking that the whole Q movement's anti Semitic? And, and it's not! And then and, and we gotta be careful because there's so much scripture posted on Q. I think it's important to understand that Israel is a big, poor part of this end times events. We've, we've been talking about that in as we went through Daniel and we went through Revelation, right? So I think it's important to keep keep our minds open on what uh, 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 on what's really going on in Israel. And I believe Netanyahu going to be used just like Trump to squelch the deep state in his country, right? And uh, and we'll see if that becomes true, but that's what the, the profits are pointing to more and more. Here's um interesting, uh, when it comes back to the January 6th, we've got a guy actually, um, Clay Higgins, claiming that buses filled with FBI farmers dressed as Trump supporters were photographed in Washington, D.C. on the morning of January 6th. I'm not sure if this sounds going to work the way things are going right now, but let me know if can you guys you can-, can hear this.
3: Hit play again, Rick. Yep. ...that the FBI
0: had that sort of engagement with your own agents embedded within to the crowd on January 6th.
4: If you are asking whether the violence at the Capitol on January 6th was part of some operation orchestrated by FBI sources and or agents, the answer is emphatically You're
2: saying not. no? No. You're saying no? Okay. violence orchestrated Just by FBI violent. sources or agents. Are you familiar with, with, you know what a ghost vehicle is? Director, you the director of the FBI. certainly should. You know what a ghost bus is? A ghost bus? Ghost bus. I'm not sure I've used that term before. Okay. It's well, pretty common in, in law enforcement. It's,
3: it's a vehicle that's, that's used for
0: secret purposes. It's painted over.
3: These two buses in the middle
2: here, they were the first to arrive at Union Station on January 6th. Zero five hundred. I have all this evidence. I'm showing you a tip of this iceberg. Mr. Chairman. These two buses Mr. are painted chairman. completely white. Point of order. Point of order. Sure. Just run over the time. I understand, but you'll recall that Miss Jackson-Lee's been allowed to go two minutes before. I've been very fair in letting people finish their questioning.
0: I think that's or the I'll point I wanted to get chairman, to. And I'll continue to. Whole point. Guys, there's... Evidence I think is gonna just be coming out in a major way. It's gonna be kind of exciting as we as we dig into that. I'm still messing with some of the sound settings, trying to figure out if I can get zoom working because Aaron's gonna be coming on and I need you guys to be able to hear him. So we'll be getting into that here shortly. All right. I'm gonna probably just have to reboot Zoom as uh, as we're talking here. I also wanted to get let you know that we have free training coming up for those of you who really want to help others and help yourself, right? This is inner healing and deliverance. What we've really learned as we dug into this is uh, the ministry's been dealing with a lot of people that come to us that are hurting or just people that uh, that that um, feel that just change their behavior all of a sudden, et cetera. And, and um, what we're realizing that everybody has deep wounds from the past, you know, we've all been hurt and maybe through some type of trauma, especially when we were kids, something that happened It might not seem too huge to some people, but um, to that, so that child back then it is, and it affects our behavior. And so if we don't go heal that wound, it'll always come up and bite us and we'll not behave in the way God wants us to a lot of times. And that's why inner healing is really important as well as deliverance, because that wound is actually a small fractured part of the soul that stays in there, and until you've healed that, it actually gives a legal right for spirits or demons to actually be on that wound. And so this is all about not only healing that wound, setting, but healing the, the brokenhearted. It's also about removing that, removing that those spirits, and uh, those spirits obviously have infirmities on them as well. So not only are you. Removing the influence of these spirits that uh, that almost everybody can have, it's also can remove the infirmities associated with that. So, uh, the most exciting thing about this is we have the expert um, that has done 81,000 trained people over 200 pastors as well as um, has uh, done over fourteen thousand of these individual inner healing and and deliverance sessions he is going to actually be giving us q a sessions on monday nights and his whole course that he's developed is available to you and uh, and it's going to be free of charge so come and join the BDT inner healing and deliverance uh, course Uh, this expert is named scott scott bitkin Scott is going to be um, every single Monday in the next five weeks. It's a, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, really, guys, to have Scott uh, doing a QA and a on Mondays and all his course material available to you for free. Um, so don't miss this. Go to blessedteach.com, hit the training tab, and join us here and uh, for the free inner healing and deliverance. And also, if you don't have a backstage path, we'll give you the backstage pass, which is also a pay-forward model for free. So you basically get both of those things and be ready to roll and you become a, um, a little bit more into this ministry as you get trained on inner healing and deliverance uh, beautiful beautiful time take advantage of that um, join us here over the next five weeks I'll, it'll be recorded by the way every monday uh, so you will be able to not miss anything the man named clark is coming on monday we got aaron Annis tonight tonight obviously coming here in just a bit then we got the man named clay clark will be on and then mike smith so cool out of the shadows creator he has a new movie called into the light he'll be coming on the show beyond the veil ministry robbie cummings is going to be on martin grishman of loud mouth prayer um, rob rob graham an um, uh, on, uh, on fire patriot from alaska and then sg and coming on the sixth so don't miss it you can be backstage with all these people with that backstage pass so join that free training that'll get you into the into the backstage and you guys will be able to come on zoom with us um, for Scott's QA, as well as be backstage for these great Patriots, as well as be on with us for praise and prayer and word and worship four, four days a week, right? Mondays and Thursdays on praise and prayer, and Fridays and Sundays on uh, it'd be fun. It's like, <laughs> like we're celebrating there, it looks like. I got too much AI software working behind me. I need to get under control, obviously. Let's look at this. Here we have representative Tim Burchett doubles down on McCarthy assault claim, spiraling out of control. So you know that McCarthy literally physically hitting people. He's done it several times by the way. And so you see double down on his claim that he was assaulted by Ken Carthy saying that former house speaker is spinning out of control, which is, um, so he claimed he was forcibly elbowed by McCarthy in the kidney on Tuesday as as the a, as a latter was passing him. Um, He appeared on cnn later that night iterating the claim and portraying mccarthy and host caitlin collins as out of control so that'll be interesting to follow that as we move forward um can be fun to look biden x uh, biden and z meeting to seal deals on fentanyl military communications white house says Biden also hopes to establish more reliable communication between the two nations. So this is just real interesting because it looks like uh, based on this report up by Gateway Pundit saying Biden smirks as his handlers scream at press to leave the room so he can privately meet with China's Xi Jinping. There's a video here of that, but people want him out of the room. They don't want him, the um, press to be able to see anything that he's doing with his gaffes. And I think it's just putting them in a really bad spot right now. Let's see if I can get that out of there. Looks like that's not going to get out of there, so we'll skip that article. Here's Truth Social, on Truth Social. Biden Smirks, there it is, as his his handle. So you have a couple links to that in the show notes. Make sure you get everything. Link I show you here is available to you. An email. You're going to get it every Tuesday through Friday morning. Just go to blessedteach.com, number 2 teachcom Links right down there. And you will be able to. Um, get a summary of the whole show, as well as links to every single article I show you. And here we go, Oregon voters want to walk back legalization of hard drugs. And um, because, this just shows you what these democratic cities do. They do sanctuary cities and now they're going, oh my goodness. Uh, no, we shouldn't have done that. And now here, Oregon voters want to walk back legalization. Uh, so, uh, so this whole hard drugs and making them legal is really backfiring. Over 60% said drug addiction, homelessness, and crime had become worse in the time since the policy of decriminalization was adopted. So these uh, democratic cities are just, are just showing their hand and people are going, oh my goodness, and you know, my brother moved out of there and came to Texas as an, just, just one example. We're going to get into um, – I, want, I wanted to also just make sure, guys, for Christmas, you're looking at the sales that and the Black Friday sales are all coming and everything that that, that pillow is doing. So he's giving me my own 800 number there. Isn't that cool? And obviously our own B2T code. So this is something where you can help the ministry as well as get your Christmas shopping and get oh, up to 75% off with that code, All right? Here's this, while this is playing, I'm gonna to try to reboot Zoom, here it goes.
4: I'm excited to announce that we're bringing back our best offer ever on our original My Slippers. You save $90 a pair with your My Slippers come in even more sizes.
2: Smaller.
3: Recording in progress. Okay. He's probably resetting Zoom.
5: He is. He'll be right back.
3: One thing, but.
1: One thing, Black Friday
2: too way too early. It's supposed to be on after Thanksgiving, not before Thanksgiving.
0: Isn't that cool? That's a uh, that's Michael Goodell's style, though, guys. He actually creates those commercials for me specifically, right? He does it for his different uh, um, people that are affiliates that are that are. That, are, that he's basically support, helping support us, we're helping support his business, and most of all, you're getting great product at Rick huge discounts. There's sound backstage. Right, and, uh, and he's lost all the all his um, retail outlets, almost almost all of them. So please support Mike by going to mypillow.com. There's there's also mystore.com as well. The B2T code works for that. So tons of Christmas shopping at mystore.com and mypillow.com. So I think you guys will really enjoy that. So uh, yeah, all right. So so hey, Zoom is working now, and I just had it muted on Zoom, but now now we're now we're unmuted there, and it is working. So when Aaron comes on, it looks like we're going to be able to get him um, working. So somebody do a test on Zoom for me real quick. As mute back just make sure that's working yeah. before we get into this.
3: Uh, two one two here three. Here we go.
0: Anybody? Did anybody on on Zoom yes, try three. to talk? Because it's not working. <laughs> I didn't hear him. <laughs> Can you hear us now? Okay, so I uh, hope. So hope uh, right now I can't hear you guys, so we'll have to figure this out. Um, let me just do. I don't, I don't want to probably check. I just have to have this on here, that on there.
2: Five, four, so I'm gonna three. Just
0: do some sound checks here, as as we're going to get into a, a, an awesome prophetic word from Julie Green. As I uh, change the sound settings, as I rebooted Zoom, it probably changed some things on me. Testing, testing, one,
3: two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Well, I don't know we can why we can't hear the
0: Zoom people, but it's showing me that that, that uh, the Rumble can hear it. So, do a quick test on uh, backstage and see if uh, uh, they can hear on Rumble.
2: Testing, one, two, three. On hello, that, Rumble. Can you hear me?
0: Things here to see if I can get my sound working on Zoom because I'm not going to be able to hear Aaron now. So the good news is you're going to be able to hear Aaron, but I can't now. So. <laughs> We'll we'll get it Yeah, this is what happens when I uh, have other people use my studio and right, shouldn't right. do that. Now here we go. November fifteenth, twenty twenty three. This is Julie Green's prophetic word. And uh trying to figure out what I can do. I think I'm gonna play a song, guys, why instead, and you guys can worship while I'm working on my sound. We'll see if this sound is working here as we yes, play can this beautiful I can hear let's, you, I see Aaron. Let's do, let's do a song. We haven't, re- we haven't listened for First first Things First for a while. And you know if you guys have sound on that. Oh, it looks like Aaron's here. I'm, but I, a, I need to fix the sound, Aaron. Aaron, I'm having a sound problem. So I'm gonna play the song here while we try to get this fixed. Give me a little bit of time. And we'll try no to get worries. It, it fixed. I'm gonna hide me and, and try to work on the sound.
2: We can hear you, Aaron, but he can't hear us.
4: Gotcha, thank you, Gus.
2: You're welcome, (laughs) Bob. They can hear us on Rumble, so let's stay muted, folks.
3: What would I do if they all disappear? Riches and fame and all that they could buy. I've come to find they never satisfied.
4: Recording in progress. Yeah, you too. I, don't wanna love what the world I like your flag behind you there, my friend. Thank, you, thank you. I used to have it hanging upside down. It was what,
3: <laughs> not that like a symbol for? Uh, I can't remember what it meant. What did that mean, Gus? What did it mean? Oh, you got you got your mom, it's you under you
2: know? distress.
3: There you go. Yeah, under distress. Right? Yeah. Can you talk to your Okay. To live your truth, yeah. walk your ways, said my eyes, Lord, I'll my face on you.
1: Yeah, I like your house area. I've seen pictures of it from guests when you're live. It's inside, it's pretty.
4: Oh, thank you. I like it. The Lord's was, been good to us.
1: Because a couple days for the healing service, and like, wow, a pretty house.
4: Thank you. I, I like it. That's what I do is home building, so homes are yeah. kind of my thing.
1: So I can do an inside mobile heating thing, or heat went out. Uh oh.
3: No sound. That's not you. good. I don't mm-hmm. hear the music yet yeah
4: mm-hmm.
1: got a these gremlin out.
4: <laughs> I'll tell you what technology is always wonderful until it doesn't work Well Gus is a great house guest, by the way. <laughs> Gus and I always have very deep conversations when it comes
2: to Tulsa. <laughs> Not much else to do in Tulsa, huh?
4: Oh, there's so many good things to do in Tulsa. Like if you wanna if you ever come here, you gotta go on a, one of the scenic tours of the sod farms. If you've never seen a the sod know. farm in the fall, I mean, it's just flat grass as far as you can see. I mean, the sod is really beautiful in November. <laughs> That's a lot of sarcasm, right? <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, I was from the, uh, not from there, but I lived there for so several we years, but the plains of West Texas. So, you know, It was cotton fields as far as you could see.
4: Oh, yeah, very flat. I used to live in Alaska, which actually this is a picture behind me of uh, where I lived in Alaska. Um, actually, you guys are going to have my friend from Alaska on the show here in the not-too-distant future. But uh, anyway, up there, it's uh, very, very different from that. So when you come to Tulsa, you find out how flat something can be in comparison. A very flat uh, state of the state.
3: A big way to I think we can do it. I think we can done.
5: Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart Excel. All I have is good every single breath now the recording in Excel progress calls. I'll find as they
1: increase
5: for a song in itself is not what you have required You search much deeper You're looking into my heart, yeah. I'm coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry.
3: Recording in progress
4: Just take a look at the email that I just sent you if you would sent you some images there for the For some stuff for future shows as well as this one. Okay
0: All right, guys, I'm still – I I have no sound, so I can't even hear Aaron, so I'm still trying to work through this. I'm going to play one last song, and hopefully we'll get this fixed in just a second. Here's a beautiful song called Oceans. Um, We'll be right back, hopefully, with some –
4: Well, I can't hear the music, but um, you don't want me to sing, guys. It's not what I'm here
3: for.
2: evening
4: okay that's great just a little higher resolution for him so it'll help him if he wants to zoom in to something that's easier mm-hmm.
0: Alright guys, we're still having problems. One more song, here we go. Um, This is another beautiful song. Trying to get all the backstages online, but I have no sound on them. So I will be right back.
1: reporting in progress.
0: guys uh i've tried everything and um i need a full reboot so i'm gonna play one more song and then probably come back and read julie's word assuming you guys can hear me so just make sure you guys can hear me but uh, my sound's dead and, and zoom won't come in so i really apologize for aaron i don't know if he can hear me or not even but i have zero sound on anything um so what we're gonna do here is uh, ask Aaron to, to just reschedule and to tell, tell, uh, th- thank Aaron everybody everybody thank Aaron backstage and hopefully I think you guys can hear each other I just can't hear you I can't hear the music I can't hear thank anything thank Aaron uh, oh wow <coughs> so I just heard sorry. you I I wow you. hey I, I can hear you guys that. I just can't Very hear the daddy. music
4: okay okay we're going to try this Aaron, I, just can one hear, second. I can hear you just fine Rick so oh that's good
0: it I, 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 I was fixed I didn't even know it all right, so <laughs> let's start this. Wow, what what, what a stressful time! Um, I have a brand new machine and it crashed on me yesterday, so I'm figured I have to update some settings. So, guys, uh, it's a huge, powerful machine with all this memory. Uh, I've upgraded the memory and everything, so it should be it uh, should be good. But uh, Aaron, how are you doing today? I am doing great, my friend, and it has happened to me many times,
4: Clay (laughs) and I, I was actually talking to, I was talking to Gus because I was like, this has happened to Clay and I more times than I can count, so... Um, it's, it's totally understandable, no big deal.
0: I'm just really excited that I can hear something right now. So it's like,
3: yes! <laughs>
0: so I, I disconnected <laughs> and connected my Air, AirPods and, and if they finally uh, connected again. So uh, we, we've, got, we've got time to, so if you have time still, I know we wasted a bunch of time there, yeah, but uh, let's talk about these paintings because it's so exciting. I know um, you've been on, I think, three times now, but we'd still love to get a quick story about your dad uh, to get started if you don't mind uh, for those of you who yeah. may not have seen those other three episodes
4: absolutely well um you know my dad uh here's here's something I haven't told you guys about my dad so um my dad was the best man at my wedding, so if that tells you what our relationship was like, mm-hmm. he was you know my best friend and my dad so um he uh he passed away in uh Years ago, and I'm to announce that we're bringing back our best offer ever on our original my slippers. Now, we, now, now. We've got some my pillow With your promo code. <laughs> Oh, and really? Some my pillows playing Even more sizes. Sorry Smaller about that. Sizes, larger. That's okay. There we go. Oh, there we go. Okay, no worries. Um, so yeah, he his uh, best man at my wedding. My dad uh, was uh, actually a really accomplished wildlife artist. He painted paintings of deer and ducks and. You name it, if it had fur or feathers on it, my dad has painted a painting of it. He actually painted over 225 different original works of art that were wildlife, and he painted uh, enough that he was the National Artist of the Year for Ducks Unlimited, National Artist of the Year for Whitetails Unlimited. Um, He's got, you know, wildlife art that's hanging in museums all over the country. And, um, he's really well known for that. And then just like a lot of us, my dad's life took a turn from wildlife to eternal life as far as subject matter. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, in my early days, I lived a wild life and eventually I turned to wild, to eternal life as a subject matter in my own life. So, um, And so, you know, my dad, after he had been a Christian for a while, he actually had a period of time where he had really bad health and God miraculously healed my dad multiple times, actually. My dad was diagnosed by doctors to, you know, basically say, you're gonna be dead very soon, multiple different times, one from heart, one from cancer, and then uh, a third time from uh, something called congestive heart failure, and so, um, but, Uh, My dad had a plan that God had laid out in front of him and that needed to be accomplished first. So um, He had an open vision where he saw the crucifixion of Christ and he saw it literally The hand in front of his face and I was standing there with him when it happened. I remember it vividly. I was like You know 13 years old seventh grade and my dad like sees this vision and um, He's like, okay, well that is uh not something you see every day. And he kind of responded really like thought everybody else was seeing it, but nobody was seeing it except for him. And so then we went into the church service. This happened in the lobby of the church that I grew up in, which was a ELCA Lutheran church. My parents were not, um, you know, they weren't, didn't really know all the things they later found out about their faith. And, um, you know, when they were younger in the faith and so, um, but anyways, they, uh, they my dad started sketching this this image out that he saw and over the next couple hours it got larger and larger till it started with just the hand and eventually became the whole image you see there and then um he decided to immediately obey god and then he painted it much later (laughs) so you know just like all of us were like i'm gonna obey god in that and then it's like two years before you do it um so he did that and then um he had a second vision. He was over at a family friend house and um, some people that we grew up with, and they're at a Christmas party. And my dad is, you know, opens up a hymnal to sing, uh, you know, songs. They're good Lutherans, so they all sat around and, you know, opened up their hymnals to sing some songs at this Christmas party. My dad opens it up to a way in a manger, and in the upper right-hand corner, he sees this little caricature drawing of. Of Mary and Joseph with the manger in between them and baby Jesus and as soon as he saw that on the hymnal he said it was like the floor disappeared underneath him and like he could see down into the basement and what he saw was the scene that you now are showing Rick there on the screen which is the nativity you know the birth of Christ And so he just immediately realized I'm having another vision. He pulled out an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper and started sketching out all the details that you see there. In fact, I still have that pencil drawing my dad did that night. Wow. Um, Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. cool. And and then uh, he actually later, you know, painted that one. And he gets done painting it, and he just says, Lord, what do you want me to do with this? Mm -hmm. and he says, the Lord said, I've shown you my son's birth and his death, and now I want you to paint the reason for both, and it set my dad on a journey over the next 10 years of his life. It ended up being a total of 12 years that my dad painted these 12 paintings on the life of Christ, and these paintings, Rick, as you know, they are humongous. They are Um, Some of them are, the largest one is 12 feet wide, eight feet tall, and it weighs almost 300 pounds. Um, Each one of them is very large. Um, My brother actually, my brother Joe actually, who you know, built all of the um, handcrafted and and designed and built all of the frames that the paintings hang in. And um, so anyways, my dad, uh, then he finishes that last painting and my dad passed away, you know, he went to heaven. And so um, then he's like, mm. you know, my, my mom and I are, you know, years later, um, where all of a sudden I'm like, you know what, where are these paintings? Where have they gone? And I kind of lost track of what my mom was doing with them. And and finally, I we were at a Reawaken America event with Clay and I was standing there backstage with Clay and I'm looking at our live stream on the screen And I can see these dots all over the screen, all over the world, where people are watching the Reawaken tour. And um, I just felt like I needed to go get these paintings because they could reach all over the world to share the gospel with people. And so I made a call that next week and um, found out that the paintings ended up in the basement of the church my parents went to um, before my dad passed away. And so I like find this out. I called them 3 days before they were going to auction off all of the prints. Right. And she's like she's like I didn't know you, like I didn't even you. know we were trying to get a hold of your family and I'm like I didn't know where they were and so long story short a day later I had a shipping company there to pick them up and brought them up here to Tulsa Jerusalem as I like to call it and um they are actually at Clay's office in the Reawaken America World Headquarters here in Tulsa. And, um, you know, I just had it on my heart that I wanted to, you know, teach people about Jesus from these paintings on Jesus life. And uh, I wanted to, you know, share the gospel, share the stories, share the teachings, and then um, use the prints to raise money for the kingdom and for really good causes. And, you know, so every single person that ever purchases a print 100% of those proceeds go back to the kingdom, go back to great works, and uh, like Blessed to Teach. And, um, you know, so that is just the sole purpose of these paintings, is to just share the gospel and fund the kingdom. And um, that's what we do. And you can actually go see them on Shawhomes.com forward slash paintings. You can see them all right there. And um, they're $77 per print. And, um, you know cuz it's got to have the number 7 in it cuz you know that's the number of completion so 77 um, when i was thinking about what's a price I'm at, i was talking to clay about it, and he's like aaron it has to be the number of completion we got to make it 77 so yeah yeah that's what you we did i like and, it uh, yeah so I like it. Um,
0: and, and you went over this anyways, one last time which was uh, the lord's supper which was just beautiful and uh, i just really appreciate you doing that and uh, you usually have a biblical teaching around these i just which, I, which we love and that's why we invited you back to kind of, so which one did you want to dig in today? So today I'm going to dig into a subject
4: that everybody's always really excited to talk about, and that is death and dying. <laughs> okay, that was sarcastic. Yeah. Right <laughs> we're, going to, we're going to talk about the resurrection painting. So life, right. not death. We're I going like to talk that. about the resurrection. So... Um, yeah that's, her, this that's right over here
0: to the left so again there's 12 of these um <clears throat> go to shaholmes.com paintings and the links down below as well i to get i think you guys will really enjoy it
4: yes amen well and um you know i'm going to go ahead uh, you guys might have prayed before <coughs> i jumped on i'm going to go ahead and pray real quick here awesome pray over awesome. the the teaching today so father god I just praise you and thank you for this opportunity to share from your word today. Father, I ask that as my words go forth, it would touch the hearts of other people as not my words, but as your words, Father. And those are the words that are able to save their soul. Those are the words that are able to bring life to them and life more abundantly the way you intended it. Holy Spirit, I ask you to quicken the words as they come to people, that it would open their eyes, that the spiritual eyes of their understanding would be enlightened, that they might know what is the hope of their calling, what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints and the mighty power that's available to us who believe, that same power that was wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that's named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And so I thank you for your spirit, Father, that is opening eyes today and that is doing the teaching. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So so I have a question for everybody who's listening today, and that is, is freedom important to you? And I ask that question because obviously we're in a fight for our nation right now over freedom, right? And we, we tend to think, oh, you know, this is a thing about America. No, this is a fight that has been going on since the Garden of Eden, and it's going to go on until the book of Revelation closes itself out. Um, you know, I, I know of a lady that was just recently on a plane with somebody, and she's sitting next to this person, and, and they're reading like one of these suspense novels, you know. She's reading the suspense novel. And she's like, you could tell she was getting kind of flustered over the story because it was really suspenseful. And then like the person sitting next to her goes, are you okay? And she goes, oh no, I'm okay. I know everything's gonna work out just fine. And she's like, well, how do you know everything's gonna work out just fine? And she goes, I got really nervous when I was reading it yesterday and I decided to go to the last page. And that the main character was still alive on the last page. So I'm good. <laughs> well, well, you know what? I read till the last page of his book. And you know what? He's still alive at the end. And that's what we're going to talk about today is that he's still alive. Amen. That is something no one can say. There is no religion on earth that can say that. There is it, Buddha isn't alive. Muhammad isn't mm-hmm. alive. right? Confucius isn't alive. But Jesus, now he's alive right? Amen. So, and so are all of the people who have made him Lord and Savior of their life. They're still alive, right? So we're going to talk about that today. You guys ever see people anymore? You know, I just was flying across the country here the last couple of days, and I saw that, um, you know, there's still people wearing masks on airplanes, and it was crazy to me, but why do you think they're still wearing them, you know? Because they're they're afraid let's let's just boil it down and when it's it's a fear of one thing right it is the fear of death and when COVID struck this planet right what happened was that when COVID hit the planet this was the enemy's tool and the holy spirit said to me right when this first started happening he said to me The enemy is wielding the weapon of the fear of death over the entire planet. And the thing is, is that he does not hold that weapon. He does not hold that key. Only my son holds the keys to death, hell, and the grave. He does not have the right to wield that weapon. And so if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, there should be no fear in death. But if you think about all the fears that people have in this world, it all, like so many of them, probably not every one of them, but almost every one of them boils down to one fear, and it's the fear of death. I'll give you some examples. The fear of heights. You're not afraid of a certain measurement above the, whatever's below you. You're not afraid of the measurement. You're afraid of falling and dying, right? You're not afraid of spiders. Well, I am, but you might not be. No, you're not afraid of spiders. You're, it's the fear of death. You're not afraid of a snake. It's the fear of death. You're not afraid of water or open water. It's the fear of death. You're not afraid of confined spaces. It's the fear of death. And so this is a very, look at how powerful and gripping the fear of death is. Look at how people responded to it during COVID. It's like, whatever you tell me to do, I'm willing to give up anything to not have to be afraid of that. I'll take any shot you want me to take. I'll take any booster you want me to take. I'll stop traveling. I'll pull my kids out of school. Anything you tell me to do, I'll do it because of the fear of death. There's also a lot of people who have experienced great pain in their life over death. And I am going to I am telling you what right now the Holy Spirit is here tonight to free you from that fear and to free you from that pain of the person that you lost. That is what he's here to do tonight and that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Now in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 it says Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil, who had, by the way, that's past tense, who had the power of death. No longer does, right? Jesus was born to die. That's what he was born for but why was he born to die so that he could be the first fruits right the first fruits of those who were going to come after him right jesus was actually born to destroy the works of the devil and that verse from hebrews two fourteen says it you know it said for only as a human being could he die and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death, right? So Jesus was born to destroy the works of the devil. This is such a powerful, powerful thing for us to understand. In Romans chapter 8, verse 15, the Bible tells us that, "For for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. Again, I just talked about all these different types of fear are linked to the fear of death. Romans, or uh, Revelations chapter 1, verse 17 and 18 says, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. That is Jesus speaking. We know the book of Revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And then in 1 Corinthians, you know, I would just encourage everybody who's watching tonight and everybody who sees this video, go read and meditate on 1 Corinthians chapter 15 in the next day or two. Just read it over and over again. It is such a freeing chapter in the Bible. I mean it is powerful. But I'm going to read a little bit of it right now from verse 54 to 57. It says so so when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory O death where is your sting O Hades where is your victory The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ." Man, that is good news. No wonder they call it the gospel, it is such good news. Well, let me give you a couple definitions out of this passage I just read. Corruptible means subject to decay. Mortal means subject to dying incorruptible means not subject to decay and immortal means not subject to dying that means you can't decay and you can't die can i get an amen from any of my friends who are over 40 years of age (laughs) amen, amen amen yeah because it's like you know this body seems like it's wearing out well guess what When we are done with this life, we are going to put on incorruptible. We are going to put on the immortal. When Jesus was resurrected, he came back. And you know it's really interesting when you read all the different accounts of it, and there are many accounts of the resurrection in Scripture. don't have time to go through all of them tonight, but I would go look them all up. Many times the people didn't recognize him. Well, that's because if you saw pictures of me, when I was 18, you probably wouldn't recognize me either, right? Like, I looked different. You ever see a friend like that you went to high school with at the 30-year reunion who you haven't seen in forever and you walk around and you know you went to high school with all these people and you're like, well, who's that person? Like, I don't even recognize that person, right? So we are going to put on the incorruptible and I am, I'll tell you what, that blesses me. At 50 years of age, that blesses me. I'm looking forward to that. But man was not created to die that's what that verse is saying you guys man was not created to die i'll give you example whatever you know there's this this rule in the bible that is the first intention god had was the final intention god had what happened with adam he was created he wasn't gonna die right adam and eve like god didn't have a plan of them dying Sin came, and that's what brought that. It brought death, right? But man was not created to die. Death is an enemy, and sin brought that death. Everything down here on earth is like a gallon of milk, you guys. It has an expiration date, right? Like this body on this earth has an expiration date right now under the system we're under, under this dispensation that we're living in. Here's a really interesting fact. This is not maybe the most encouraging fact, but here's a fact. By the time I'm done speaking to you guys today, across this world, 3,600 people will have died. That's an interesting number. Every second, people are leaving this earth. It's like they're dying to get out of here, you guys. I don't know why, but... okay bad dad joke. I apologize. I had to throw one dad joke in. Okay. <laughs> but like, think about this, like, how many people do you guys know who were born in the 1800s? <laughs> right? Zero. Uh, how, many, how many of you know people who were born in the 1700s or 1600s? If we go fast forward to 100 years from this very moment right now, how many, how many of us will be here? Not a one is the answer, right? So the fact of the resurrection of Jesus, you know, it is what distinguishes our faith from every other faith. The resurrection is actually the event that ties together both the Old Testament and the New Testament. One looks forward to it, right? Looks forward to that. And the other describes it and the results it accomplished. I mean, that's really what the Old Testament is looking forward to the resurrection, and it's everywhere in the Old Testament. I mean, you go look at the resurrection in the Old Testament and you'll see it all over the place. And then you look at the New Testament, and basically what it is, is it is it describes the resurrection and the results that came from it. I'll give you a perfect example. When somebody dies, what do you what do the relatives Their heirs sit around and read the last will and testament of that person. Old Testament, New Testament. It's his will. The word is his will and his testament, right? So Jesus, you know, he told the disciples that he was going to die. And after three days, he was going to be resurrected. He told the disciples to go to Galilee and wait for him but I don't know if you realized this, but they didn't go. (laughs) When he came back, they had not gone yet. So this actually, this whole story appears in four different places in the gospels, but here's one of them in Matthew chapter 26, verse 31 and 32. It says, then Jesus said to them, 'All all of you will be made to stumble because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go before you to Galilee." So for some reason they decided not to go. It's interesting, I think they didn't even realize like he is going to be resurrected. Like they did not believe in the resurrection at that time. What's very interesting is if you look back through, sometime you ought to read the Gospel of Matthew all the way through. There is a pivotal moment in the Gospel of Matthew that happens in Matthew chapter 12. And if you notice up until Matthew chapter 12, he's talking to the Jews. After Matthew chapter 12, he's done talking to the Jews and he's talking to the disciples who became the apostles and the gentiles from that point forward. That's why he started talking in parables in chapter 13 because he said, though hearing they can't hear and seeing they can't see. So there was this shift that happened in his ministry. It's because they didn't believe. And Jesus said to them at the end of Matthew chapter 12, he said, from this moment forward, he said to the Jews, I will not give you any more signs, because he had gone around doing signs and wonders, trying to show them he's the Messiah, He's going around doing these signs and wonders, and what happens is they literally look at it and don't believe it. They don't believe that he's the Messiah, and he says, from this point forward, the only sign I'm gonna give you is the sign of Jonah. Well, what's the sign of Jonah? Jonah went into the belly of the whale and went into the depths for three days, and after three days, he came out of the depths and out of the belly of the whale. That is the resurrection right there. Right, He said, that's the only sign I'm gonna give you from this point forward. And then the next resurrection was Lazarus. The next one was Jesus himself. And the next resurrection that he's gonna show them is gonna be the two witnesses in Jerusalem that's talked about in the book of Revelation. And that is the moment of the resurrection of those two that they will realize that Jesus was who he said he was. This is how important the resurrection is. It is a sign of the Messiah, right? So the painting of the resurrection here that you that you guys were looking at, the, as my dad depicted it, it's a very important moment for him to paint. It really depicts the very moment that Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene of all people. It's really fascinating who he appears to, okay? So, Jesus appeared to many people after the resurrection, but my dad, led by the Holy Spirit, painted one, and it was the first one. So, this is Mary Magdalene. So, notice the scene here as you look at this image. On the left-hand side, everything is very dead. There's almost no life on the left. On the right-hand side is the resurrected Jesus, and you can see the sun, S-O-N, or S-O-N, and the sun, S-U-N, rising in the background. And it looks like a garden behind him, which symbolizes he has returned us to the Garden of Eden at this point. I find it very interesting that the left side is very dead and the right side is full of life. Well, that's still true in american politics today um and it's funny how my dad painted that i mean i found that fascinating all these years later i pulled this painting back out and i was like yeah that's still true today in america Mm -hmm. you know the the left stands for death and the right stands for life i mean that's still true today so you see all this going on and you see jesus standing there with this garden setting behind him which symbolizes him taking us back to the garden. That's the whole point before sin existed. That's what he was doing, right? And so um, the first fruits of Jesus are happening here. The, the interesting part too, is that the only living thing uh, on the left side of the painting here, and you may have to really zoom in to see this, but in the very upper left-hand corner, There is, right above where the stone is rolled away, there you can see it, is uh, these little white flowers. They actually grow all over the place in Israel. And if you go to the garden tomb in Israel, when you're in Jerusalem, these flowers are all over the place there. And they're called white brugmansia swavelins. And you know what it stands for? You know how we translate that flower in English? These flowers are everywhere at the garden tomb. The white angel trumpet, that's what they're translated in English. Is that not wow. so like God to do that? <laughs> that I is mean, cool. I, I found that, like I got chills when I found that out. I was like, Lord, you are so amazing at how you do these things, you know? Mm-hmm. So, why, so why would Jesus appear to Mary Magdalene first? Why pick her? You know, I mean, he could have like Peter was the leader. And think about what Peter had just gone through. Peter had just denied Jesus three times. I mean, and now he's dead. Can you imagine how Peter felt? Like he was probably, you talk about losing your best friend after you like did him wrong three times in a row. Like Peter had to be heartbroken. But Jesus didn't appear to him first. He appeared to Mary Magdalene. So here's a let me read this from Mark chapter 16, verse 9 through 11. So you can kind of get the scene of the painting here. Now, when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And she went and told them had that had been with him as they mourned and wept. And they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. Like, you guys, there are still people to this day, they don't believe in the resurrection, right? And the disciples at this moment didn't believe in the resurrection, even though Jesus told them ahead of time, and even though here they are being told by Mary. So the fact that a woman was the first person to see the resurrected Messiah is very significant. In the Jewish law, the testimony of a woman was not acceptable as valid testimony in any Jewish court. If the gospel accounts had been a fabrication written by Jews, they would not have fabricated it. Fabricated yeah. You guys <laughs> understand that? Mm-hmm. Like This is such a validation of the truth of Scripture. Because Jewish men wrote the four gospels. They would not have written it this way. They'd have been like, well, that isn't going to stand up in a court, right? I mean, it's like they're not going to write it that way. But they wrote what the truth was. If it were a fabrication, they would have written something else, right? And think about all the people that, like, in history, like, try to say that it was a fabrication. So I feel like this very much validates all four of the Gospels telling the resurrection story the way that they did. So um, here's John, chapter 20, verse 11. It says, But Mary stood without at the sepulcher weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher, and seeth two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they've laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and now and knew not that it was Jesus. Just like you guys at your 30 year reunion, you're gonna be like, I didn't know that was you, Tom. You don't look like you used to, <laughs> right? It's like Jesus is standing there in this resurrected, glorified, incorruptible, immortal body, right? That's what he's standing there. And she didn't recognize him she had just seen him a couple days before face to face and she didn't even recognize him y'all that is good news that people are going to see your resurrected body and they're going to be like i didn't recognize you you look so good girl (laughs) (laughs) you look so good boy you know that's what's going to happen i'm looking forward to that i don't know about you guys but And then in verse 15 it says, Jesus Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thee? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said unto him, Sir, if if thou have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said unto her, Mary? She turned herself, and said unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master, Jesus said unto her, touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. It's really interesting because all he said is one thing. And what was it? Her name. And as soon as she heard his voice, She knew the shepherd's voice and knew who it was. You guys, oh, this blesses me to think about this. You know, what's going to happen when the trumpet sounds and the, uh, the trump of the archangel blasts, we're going to hear him. And he's going to say your name and you're going to be like, rabbi, it's you. I am looking forward to that. If he comes back while I'm still on this earth, I am looking forward to hearing his voice say my name. So let's talk about this resurrection. So the resurrection is all over the place in scripture. I'm gonna give you a couple of them, okay, just for reference. Isaac, Genesis chapter 22, it says, and Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering. Hebrews eleven nineteen 19 says, Accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. Abraham believed in resurrection when the disciples didn't. Like, Think about that. That's a pretty profound thing. Jonah, I mentioned that, right? That was resurrection. Elijah, the widow of Zarephath's son, Elisha had the double portion, the Shunammite woman's son and that lucky guy who touched Elisha's bones, right? You know, you guys remember that story, resurrected. Then Jesus resurrected the widow of Nain's son, Jairus's daughter, and Lazarus. So three different times. Then God raised many saints at the, resur- or at the crucifixion of Jesus, right? At the death of Jesus, many saints. God resurrected them at that moment. And then uh, God also raised Jesus. That was another resurrection. And then Peter, Tabitha, or Dorcas, you know, and then uh, Paul resurrected the guy who fell out of the window. Remember that, right? He fell out of the window while he was teaching. That was Eutychus. And then in the future, there are more resurrections coming, and that would be those who believe in Jesus being raised from the dead and received him as Lord, you know. And then the two witnesses in Jerusalem that we talked about in Revelation chapter 11. So the resurrection is everywhere. Why, why is the resurrection so important? Well, in Romans chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, I think we find out one of the main reasons. It says in verse three concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David, David, according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness. How was he declared to be the son of God with power? It says by the resurrection from the dead. It is what sets him apart. It is what sets our faith apart from any other faith. Another section here in 1 Corinthians 15, in verse 20, it says, But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive but each one in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward those who are Christ's at his coming. That's the second reason why, is because he's the firstfruits and we come afterwards. The third reason why the resurrection is important is because it defeats, and this is so important. Some of you, this will set you free if you can grab a hold of this tonight. The resurrection It is the weapon that defeats the weapon of the fear of death. Y'all, this is holding a lot of you back. It holds a lot of people back. This fear of death holds a lot of people back from going out and accomplishing the plan of God in their life. I have a very good friend who goes into Burma, Myanmar, and rescues children and every time she goes, you guys, I mean, it wouldn't take nothing for her, her life to be snuffed out. And she's been doing this for 20 years. She goes in a single woman by herself. Now that's a person who doesn't have the fear of death. That is a dangerous place. That's like going into North Korea to go rescue children. But the call of God on her life, she's got to be have that weapon of understanding the resurrection to get rid of the fear of death in her life. Right. Or she wouldn't go do it. You know, the, the craziest thing about it is that he holds the keys to death and hell. Right. But this is also why Peter now just think about this. We were talking about this a minute ago. Peter denied Jesus three times. He was a coward right before Jesus died. But after he sees the resurrection and he touches him and he touches the holes in his hands and the hole in his side, he's a different man after the resurrection, right? He is a different man. He's not the same anymore. He denied Jesus three times and now he raises the dead, right? He's you know bringing people off their deathbeds and raising them, healing them, all kinds of stuff. Because of the resurrection power, and if you look at the message of Peter and John after the resurrection, they preached the resurrection. That's what they preached. They say, Jesus of whom you crucified and now is risen. They say it over and over again in the book of Acts. But this is what keeps people from being bold in their faith, right? So... Um, I think that we have to just like grab a hold of this concept and realize there is nothing for us to be afraid of. Now, I want to address one other thing with this, and that is the the loss of the quote unquote loss of a loved one. Because this is a thing, I have seen many people tormented by this. People that I know, they lost a spouse, they lost a child, they lost a parent, They lost a close friend. I mean, and and I'm not minimizing like your your own personal like soul grief that happens to people. Like it hurts, right? You're going to miss that person. But I'm going to give you a different perspective on this tonight, okay? And I think this, you'll take solace in this. I'm going to say it this way. The shortest thing you will ever do is live this life on this earth. Now, I want you to to marinate on that for a second. The shortest thing that you as a believer in Jesus will ever do is to live this life on this earth. In comparison to eternity, it is the smallest thing you can possibly imagine. You're going to blink and it's going to be over. It doesn't take long. It's but a vapor, right? It's here today and it's gone tomorrow. It's like grass or a flower that you know springs up and then it's gone. I'll remind you of some verses about this. A day with the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day. Today's Wednesday. You know how yesterday, Tuesday seems to you, right? It's like, oh yeah, that was yesterday. That's how God in eternity perceives a thousand years like it was yesterday you guys remember tuesday well god's like yeah the last thousand years is like that for me right if you live 80 years on this earth and you know god bless you if you get to 120 but if you live 80 years on this earth to the lord that's like eight percent of one day which would mean and just to put it into our terms 115 minutes Just under two hours Your life to him is like just under two hours Some of you have gone to the movie theater and spent more time eating popcorn than that That's how fast your life is to him. It's like over Right It goes by fast so if you lose a spouse or a child or you know a parent And let's say they die 20 years before you die. To them, if they're a believer in Christ and they're in heaven, to them, they're living on eternity's time at this point, right? To them, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day because they're living in eternity now. So for them, if you die 20 years, or if they die 20 years before you, I mean... To them, it's like you've been gone for 15 minutes when you show up in heaven. Think about that. Literally, that's the math. It's like you were gone, they were gone from you for 15 minutes. It's like, oh, yeah. In the time that you could, you know, go to Chick fil A and have lunch, you're going to be there to them. Because that's the clock that eternity works on. So. If we truly believe in the resurrection, then we shouldn't mourn like other people do. They're merely asleep to us. That's it. We're going to see them again in 15 minutes, y'all. It's not going to be very long. Like They're going to be like, man, you got here fast. When did you die? Because like, wasn't I just with you a couple minutes ago? Right? So we got to have some heavenly perspective on this thing. In this world, did you know every second two people die on earth? That's the actual real statistics. Every second, two people. So it's like two people, two people, two people, two people, two people. I mean, it's literally that fast, right? Jesus said to Mary, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he shall live, or though he shall die, he also shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you guys believe this? I mean, I do. I believe mm-hmm. it. that's what the word says. That's John chapter 11, verse 25 and 26. Jesus' words were, do you believe this? He's still asking us, you guys, do you believe this? Well, if you do, don't despair when your loved one passes away and goes to heaven. That person is not just in your past. They're in your future. (laughs) And it's coming fast. They're right in front of you. It's going to be just like that, and you're going to be with them. They're in your future, you guys. Somebody who's watching this needs to grab onto that. They're not in your past. They're in your future. It's coming. You know, at funerals, people always say, Oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. You know, if I go to the funeral, I'm the weird guy at the funeral. If I go to a funeral and I know they were a believer, I say to them, You guys, I am so glad they're dead. That is awesome. High five. <laughs> Because the word says to die is gain. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. To die is gain. I don't actually do that. That would be really weird. But (laughs) I've thought about it. Certain people I could do that with. Gus, I could do that with you, man. (laughs) Rick, I could do that with you. (laughs) But like certain people I could do it with. Clay and I could probably do that between each other. But it's like, man congratulations your your spouse graduated that is amazing right they're in your future I, at 15 minutes you're going to be there with them to die is gain. i'll give you another example of like how i think about this i live here in oklahoma right and if i had a relative of mine who went to texas i wouldn't say to my other family members oh, my, I am so sorry we lost them. Oh, and they're like, what do you mean they're in Texas? No, I mean, we've lost them. I mean, oh, we've lost them. No, we haven't lost them. Heaven is a real place, just like Texas. Now, Texas, a lot of people would argue that's God's country, but heaven is really God's country, (laughs) right? Right? And so I wouldn't say to my family. Oh, we've lost them because they went to texas heaven is a real place And we shouldn't say that when somebody goes to heaven. They're just in texas Right well rick probably thinks that you know, he's a (laughs) texas guy Heaven's just as real as texas is. It's just a lot nicer (laughs) (laughs) You know so the spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. You can die in faith, instead of dying in fear. We should be like those people who are running a race. My son used to run track. He was a junior Olympian came in second in silver medal in the national championship in the Junior Olympics. Amazing runner. And you know what he did when he came to the finish line? he burst through that thing with everything he had that was the goal not the thing to shy away from right that's the goal run this race with everything you have inside of you and when you get to the end of it burst through that thing to die is gain you're just going to texas <laughs> mm-hmm. you go into a place better than texas right that's all you're doing it's not a bad thing. You can die in faith. You don't you don't have to die in like a loss. We should be like those people hitting that finish line, busting through the tape. And you know what happens if you burst through that line at the end and bust through the tape? My whole family was there at that national championship and ran down to him. We're all circling around him and hugging him and high-fiving him and like man you raced that thing amazing like run after this life with no fear no fear of death all those fears you have are fears of death go chase after this thing with everything you have bust through that line and there's going to be all these people in heaven who are so excited that you made it they're going to be talking about the race that you ran Man, look at how you came out of the blocks. Look at how you came around that corner. You accelerated down the back stretch. You left everybody behind and you crossed that finish line. That's what you got to do with this life. And then 15 minutes later, they're going to be right there with you. It is not a loss. It is a blessing. And you're going to be standing there in that glorified body going, you didn't think I could look this good, did you guys? (laughs) Right? You're going to be like, this is a much better version of me. Jesus said this to let him, Jesus said this to let him know by what kind of death he would glorify God. Then Jesus told him, follow me. That's John chapter 21. He's like, Telling them what kind of death he's going to have because it glorifies God. You know what happened to my dad when he died? This was amazing. You want to talk about dying in faith? I, I Wasn't at the hospital when my dad died it happened at 3 o'clock in the morning My dad was awake and Alert it was about 11 o'clock at night and he said you guys go home You've been here at the hospital for a long time. You guys go home. I'm good. He sent our whole family home. Well, three o'clock in the morning, my phone rings at the house, wakes me up, and it's it's the hospital, and they're like, hey, your dad passed away. Just wanted to let you know, you know, if you guys wanna come down here or anything, you know. He's still in the room, his body's still in the room. So we drove down to the hospital. I sat there with a nurse. It was her first shift in the ICU, the first person she's ever been there when they died. She was not a believer. And do you know what she told me? She goes, I want to tell you what happened to your dad before he left. And I was like, okay, what happened? And she said, about 2.30, he pressed the nurse button. So I came down to the, his room and he was sitting on the edge of his bed. And so he patted on the bed next to him. He was like, come sit next to me, Lolly. Her name was Lolly. He said, come sit next to me, Lolly. And she was like, okay, Harry. So she sat next to my dad and he said, I just had a great life. There's an angel right there in the room. I don't know if you can see it, but I can see the angel. He's right there. And he pointed up to the angel and he said, it's time for me to go now. Thank you for everything you've done for me. And then my dad went into cardiac arrest and his body stopped working. They came in, they had the crash cart and everything. You know, they're trying to revive him and for a little bit. And Lolly said it was the most it was the most peaceful thing And the most comforting thing she's ever experienced in her life. She said, at that moment, I knew God is real. This was an unbeliever, right? I mean, you can can burst across that finish line just like that and have it bring glory to God. You can do that with your life just like my dad did, just like Jesus did, just like so many believers before us have done. Glorify God in your life and glorify Him when you leave here, right? You can do that. So I just wanted to share a little bit about that with you guys tonight. I hope it blessed you. I know for me, it was a really neat thing. I'll tell you one last really funny thing you'll really understand my dad. When you understand this, I will tell you like the next day I'm with my mom and we like go to the funeral home place, you know, then you got to make all these arrangements. And this is the funniest part about it is we walk in and um, the the guy who's like the funeral director guy and, and like deals with the casket and like all, you know, gravesite and all that stuff. He's like, well, was there any wishes that your father had? Or, and my mom's sitting there and he says, or or your husband had? And and my mom goes, yeah, he was really adamant about what he wanted on his tombstone. And my mom, and I'm like, I didn't know this about my dad. So I'm like, really? I'm like, this is gonna be interesting. Like, what, what did he want? And the guy's like, well, what is it? What did he want on there? And she goes, let me get it out. And she pulls out this piece of paper and she's like, and she reads it to him and it says, here lies Harry Antis's earth suit. Have it pressed and ready, for Jesus is coming soon.
0: <laughs>
4: that's what's on my dad's tombstone. Pretty wild.
0: That is pretty so, cool.
4: <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. And I'm sure every person who ever like goes past that tombstone and reads it is probably like, wow, that's pretty cool.
3: <laughs> so,
4: yeah. So... Anyways, that's what I got for you guys tonight. Hopefully it blessed you. Hopefully it encouraged some of you guys tonight and helps you to get past some of those things maybe you've been dealing with about somebody who gained instead of somebody you lost, right? So there you go.
0: That is awesome, simply awesome. We really appreciate you. And again, um, these beautiful Aaron Antis painting prints uh, you can get at... uh, Shawhome.com. Uh, Shaw shaholmes with an S, right? shawhomescom yep, yep, mm-hmm. slash paintings. There's also a link down below in the video. Again, Shaw Holmes, the paintings. And just to give you another example, there's 12 of these paintings. Um, would you just kind of just talk about each one of these just real quick, like a 20-second thing, you, out of, like here's, yeah, here's one? Yeah,
4: you bet. So um, Jesus and Nicodemus, this is the story of John – 316 it's the verses before verse 16 and um, this is really an amazing one to have in your home i mean christmas is right around the corner you guys but this all, all of these are pictures that make people look at it and they're going to look at that image and they're going to go what is that what is that painting well thank you for asking It's how to be born again that's what the story is yeah that's and true. The that's a good imagery <laughs> The imagery in the painting helps you to walk somebody through how to be born again. Like what an, what an amazing opportunity it presents if you have it hanging in your home. Makes great Christmas gift. Um, let's go to the next one there. Uh, the next one is Mary on Saturday. So Mary, the mother of Jesus, the only person who for sure knew that Jesus was virgin born. Nobody else knew that for sure except her, not even Joseph, right? And here she is on Saturday. It's called Mary on Saturday. She's in between Friday when he's resurrected and Sunday when he's resurrected and Friday when he's crucified. She knows all the promises of God about the coming Messiah. She knows about his miraculous birth. She's watched all these miracles in his life. She knows he's the Messiah. She knows all the promises of God. And here she stands in between the promises of God and the fulfillment of the promises that come at resurrection. And isn't that just an amazing snapshot of what faith is for you and me? It's that moment where we stand in between, I know what you promised me, God, but I'm on Saturday and I haven't gotten to Sunday to see the fulfillment yet. So that's that painting. I love that's that painting. beautiful, the
0: beautiful. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, the next one there is the parable of the sower. And you reviewed Jesus this on said, one of the it,
0: shows, by the way. Just FYI, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. You could go back and watch that one. Um, so the parable of the sower is, you know, Jesus is the word being sown, right? And so it's in the shape of a heart there, which represents man's heart. As you receive God's word, you're one of four types of soil, right? You can be, and only one of them produces fruit, and that's the good ground. So. Jesus said, if you don't understand this parable, you won't understand any of them. It's the key that unlocks everything in the kingdom of God. So that's what that one's about.
0: Parable of the sower there. Yep. Mm.
4: <clears throat> so this is the one that's an allegory, or it's in other words, it's a image that tells a story that isn't the story that it actually looks like. So it's called the Bride of Christ, right? And we know that Jesus wasn't technically married. We are, <coughs> we are the body of Christ. You can see there that the Bride of Christ has, behind her, there's a clock showing that it's one second till midnight, and the pendulum is swinging right at that moment to strike midnight. And there's the verse that says, behold, the bridegroom is at the door, he even knocks. Well, you can see in the image how she's kind of got her her head tilted as if she hears somebody coming to the door behind her. There is so much symbolism in this painting. It's amazing. In fact, my dad, we discovered many things in this painting that my dad never knew were in the painting after my dad passed away. So um, this thing is just filled with prophetic insights. It's an amazing painting.
0: That's it awesome. comes from
4: the Ten Wise and Ten Foolish Virgins uh, parable as well. So, And mm-hmm. then the crucifixion, which I touched on earlier, and um, I'll summarize this one in just like two brief things. He's dying to reach you, literally, right? And then he is literally the bridge between heaven and earth. Behind him in the background is heaven, and in the foreground the hand is reaching out to the viewer of the painting and it's reaching out with what's called the right hand of fellowship which is the the global symbol of friendship he's trying to make you the friend of god in this painting it's amazing Mm. i love that painting
0: i love it too it's the day of pentecost
4: The Day of Pentecost. Oh, yeah, I love this one. So this is um, obviously from the Book of Acts. And, um, you know, the the nativity that we talked about earlier is the birth of Christ. This is the birth of the church, right? So this is another, it's the two most, you know, really, you could say, Uh, the two most important days like you know Jesus being born and then the church being born because we are him in this world right and they're in a circle there there's so much parallel between if you're gonna get this painting I would really encourage you to get the nativity also because there is so much symbolism in these two paintings that lock these two kind of together and actually my dad never even realized it when he painted them After he was gone, we started seeing all these things in these paintings that are paralleled. It's really amazing. And there you go, there's the nativity. So um, I'll point out a couple of those things. In both paintings, you can see all of the people in a circle around the center of the painting. And in this one, the center of it is Jesus, and he is the light of the world, right? And it all rotates around him. Everything circles around him. In the Pentecost piece, the Holy Spirit is in the center, and everything rotates and is goes in a circle around him. So uh, pretty cool. And then the resurrection we just talked about, right? That's an, a great one. I love the resurrection. I'm so excited to always get to teach on that one. And then you've got um, the first communion. So this is really about the. Um, you know the um the this is about the covenant of god the covenant that god made with man and it's really this the passover meal right but jesus is our passover lamb and this is a very like in-depth teaching on that covenant dinner that we have with him when we uh, share the lord's supper
2: We covered that one as well so you can watch yes. that episode too
0: Yep. Just search Aaron A-N-T-I-S A- A- on uh, Rumble, and you'll find uh, the review of, I think you've done The Last Supper. The uh, I know you did, uh, I think you did, did this one. And I know you did the Peril yep. of the Sower. Uh, so did did, anyway, just yep. beautiful, beautiful stuff. We saw the Resurrection, and then yep. the um, right here is another one. that's the
4: temptation and oh man i love i love teaching on this one too this one's awesome um boy god like rocked my world on this painting just within the last couple of months and showed me so many things i've never seen before and i've been looking at this painting for a long time and i've read that story of the temptation so many times um but uh i will i will i think if you guys want to i'll do this one real soon for you guys um, okay. i think next month it would be great you know maybe to do um the nativity because the nativity is you know in december it's great to do the birth of christ yeah. but that painting i would love to do shortly after that that is such an incredible image and there's so much going on inside of that um
0: the temptation yeah all right.
4: Yeah. And you can actually see the kingdoms of the world in the clouds in the background. You can see the stones that he was tempted to make into loaves of bread. And then the three-step pinnacle of the Holy of Holies that he was tempted to take himself up to the Temple Mount and throw himself down are all represented symbolically in that painting. Wow. Really amazing painting. And it's so beautiful. hmm And oh, if you Christ. have somebody come in your home and you have that hanging on your wall, what's really cool is like, they're like, oh, what is that about? It's like, temptation, let's talk about it, you know? Mm -hmm. Tell me about what you're dealing with. I mean, we don't, there's not a single person you can ever bump into who isn't dealing with temptation in their life, right? Mm -hmm. And like, let's help them get delivered of that stuff. That painting is amazing for doing that with. Mm -hmm. And then the washing of the disciples' feet. So this is about the covenant names of God. So Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Tsidkenu, Canoe, Jehovah mekadesh all of the, the covenant names of God. And then on top of that, the name that's above every name, right? Mm. So that is a teaching on the names of God. That's, uh, oh, I like that one too. I'm getting fired up just talking about each one of these, man. I love, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And then the way of the cross. So this is Jesus carrying the cross through the streets on the way to the resurrection. And you know every single person that ever is you know here on this earth. I know there's like the 1040 window you know where people haven't heard the gospel but if you live in this country you have heard the gospel message and at some point Jesus comes carrying his cross through your life and you have an encounter with the, the Jesus that goes to the cross for you. And you have a moment where you get to decide how you're going to respond to him. And in this painting, there are 14 different groups of people or, or people, individuals who react to the cross coming through their life in different ways. And in this teaching, we talk about how people respond when Jesus, when they're confronted with what Jesus did for them. And so that's what I teach on in this one. And if you have this one hanging in your home, somebody's like, oh, that's a cool painting of, the, you know, is that Jesus carrying the cross? And it's like they have their moment and they can see themselves as one of those 14 reactions to the cross that happens when you get confronted with it.
0: Wow, that's cool. Yeah. That is cool. Now, yeah, you see why we're it, having, Aaron, come on on a regular basis. Again, go to shawhomes.com homes.com slash paintings. Also the links down below in the description of this video. So um, Aaron, just thank you so much. I just didn't know if uh, anybody from backstage had a quick question. I know we're kind of, uh, we're going to go backstage and do a Bible study with Gus. I think you're going over yeah. one, aren't you going over to Corinthians 2.15? Isn't that right, Gus? Gus, <laughs> yes, I can't remember what, uh, what 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 you're doing on uh Teaching that you were you yeah were muted. I forgot I
2: had my mic muted yes I I believe it is First uh, Corinthians two fifteen so that was interesting that he he covered that just a little while ago
4: praise God that's awesome yeah timing that's God <laughs> that's Amen. right so hey,
0: we just wanted to say a quick prayer for you Aaron so um, yeah. uh, you. what 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 can we specifically pray for um, you and that your is family that about? is a
4: wonderful question you know I'm that guy who's like you know everything the Lord's been blessing me everything's going good but. This week, I'll take you up on that for sure. I have some pretty significant transition going on in my business life right now. And I just know that there's like a season that's coming to maybe a close or at least a very large transition. And I know that there's doors opening up to me. So I would just, you know, ask for, you know, I, you guys, I don't want anything but to follow his steps in his direction and his path. I don't want to be like Abraham who, you know, left Ur and stopped short of Canaan and brought his relatives with him when he was told to go by himself. Like, I want to go exactly directly to Canaan where he wants me to go (laughs) and not not take Lot with me. Like, that is my goal in my life is to do that so like just prayer for like knowing the steps in front of me
0: I love it I love it so uh so why don't we open that up do you mind open uh, does anybody like to pray just raise your hand real quick but uh, Gus will you start us out and... I sure will I sure will Father God
2: we thank you for our friend Aaron here and we thank you for his father and the wonderful paintings Lord and the touching story about how it was when his father passed that was Mm -hmm. i hadn't heard that one it just brought me to tears it was just beautiful uh lord it just goes to show you that we have no reason to fear death absolutely no fear it's it's actually exciting we don't want to we don't want to push the envelope and get there ahead of time but lord we're we're ready when you're ready for us lord we're ready for that upgrade Father God, we just pray for Aaron, we pray for this uh, business proposition that he currently has at hand, Lord, that everything goes according to your perfect will, Lord, that you would bless him, Uh, Lord, your word says we reap what we sow, and his life is just, it's, it's all good seed that he sows, it's your seed, Lord, it's your word, he did a beautiful job tonight covering this painting, this story. I pray that many heard this and that many lives would be transformed just from his teaching, Lord, because as he prayed in the beginning, that his words would be your words, and I believe truly, Lord, that they were. So we pray that you bless Aaron and his wife, Deb, and his children. Bless his home. Bless everything in his life, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.
4: Thank
0: you, God. Elizabeth, go ahead.
1: Oh, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this this wonderful time, Lord Jesus, and and the way Aaron expresses the stories behind these paintings, they just give glory to God. And that's just what's so evident. They just shine forth your truth, Lord. And I just thank you for that. That ministry alone is just so huge. And we just thank you so much for aaron and his father and family that have brought these pictures to to the public view because they are just so needed and yes i want all of them so father god i just thank you lord that you'll provide provision for people and um, to have these these amazing paintings that just pour out your blessings and truth and your word and i just thank you father god that that you would just um an anoint anoint this ministry for even bigger and better things father god because they are so reaching the world for you lord jesus even in australia father god we're so needed this kind of, of thing that just brings life and light and love and we just bless you bless you aaron you just brought me to tears with that story and and it's so powerful, so powerful. And thank you for inspiring us to not live in fear, to run the race, because it's so true to live as Christ, to die is gain. So, Father, we just give you praise and glory and honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Elizabeth.
0: I'll wrap it up real quick. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for Aaron again. And Lord, we just do lift up what he's asked for here. Lord, just give him an incredible amount of guidance during this time period, Lord. Um, And just impart him with this extra wisdom and knowledge and discernment as he makes choices about uh, what to do in this circumstance, right? Yeah, and uh, just open up that door to make it so obvious of where he needs to go that, that, that he, he was had, and just know that you're speaking to him directly, Lord. And, and we just um, want to come with the power and authority that you give us by Jesus' name, the name above all names, and the blood he shed for us by the power of that blood, the power and authority of his name. Lord, we call down the rulers and authorities and powers of this dark world. They're trying to take him off his path at all, Lord. And we call in and loose angels of all rankings and divisions to come in and help him stay on that path. Lord, amplify his voice and use him in a mighty way for your kingdom. Um, and Lord, if we just pray for Acts 3.19 over him. The Holy Spirit just comes across him. The times of refreshing you talk about in Acts 3.19, the times of refreshing will come across Aaron and he'll have a great night's sleep, wake up with the joy of the Lord tomorrow and you just put him back in the race. Uh, Lord, thank you for using him in the mighty way that you are. Thank you for these paintings. Thank you for Shaw Holmes and the blessings that's been for him and his uh, his uh, as your provision has been there all over that. Lord, thank you for ShawHolmes.com/slash paintings and and just the fact that he is uh, allowing this to bless so many other people um, with their paintings as well as um, the, the, the funds going to to ministries. Lord, thank you for him, and uh, we just are so appreciative for him to continue to come on here, Lord. And again ask for blessings not only him but for everybody's listening to my voice right now may they be blessed by the mighty name of jesus amen uh thank amen. you so much and with amen. that we are going to be going backstage again to uh gus is going to be doing a bible study every wednesday so we appreciate you guys uh coming yeah. on and um and you can get that that Stay. backstage pass is free by the way go to dot and get the backstage pass i just want to give aaron mm-hmm. a, the last word and uh then we'll we'll, we'll wrap her up go ahead aaron Well, thank you guys so much. I'm going to tell you,
4: well, I'm very thankful for your prayers. While I'm just sitting here like it is, I'm feeling the power of God on me right now from you guys praying. (laughs) I just thank you so much for that. I covet your prayers. Mm -hmm. I appreciate all of you praying for me. Rick, thank Mm -hmm. you elizabeth gus and i know others of you are praying too thank you so much for that it is a it is a season mm-hmm. where i'm in a valley of decision and and i just really appreciate you guys doing that and thank you so much for having me on and listening yeah. and you know go share this message with other people share blessed to teach with other people mm-hmm. so that they can get other good teachings i know rick brings the word and gus brings the word mm-hmm. when you guys teach so you know, share it with other people. There's other people out there that need to hear this stuff. So make sure you, you know, help be the promoters of what you've found. That's such a good thing. So, um, thank you guys so much for tonight and I appreciate
0: you and look forward to
4: seeing you guys again soon.
0: All right. God yeah. bless everybody. I'm and saying wow. thank you to Aaron and goodbye. Hi, right,
3: Aaron. Thank, thank you, Aaron. Right, so
0: thank you, you, thank you, Thank you. Thank you.
3: See ya. Right. See you all, all Thank right. you, Aaron. Cheers. Love, it. Love, love it.
4: it. love you guys.
3: See ya. Yeah. Love Bye. Hey, Rick. Rick. Thank you for your platform.
0: Thank you, Peg. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be right back. You, are,
3: you are such a, you are such a blessing. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Stay Thank on you. for a little bit, Peggy. We, 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 we love y'all. Come backstage. BlessTeach.com/backstage.
2: Yeah, we can't hear that music.